Hey there! Are you looking to take your family life to the next level? One where you're in charge and free to set your own hours? You've come to the right place. Each and every week, we share the highs, lows, ups, and downs as we grow our businesses from zero to hero. Welcome to the Nights and Weekends Podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. What is going on? What is going on? What are you building lead, mag- lead magnets for? for? For traffic generation. So here, here's my philosophy that I'm... I picked up somewhere and I'm, I'm, it seemed logical to me. Imagine a, a bicycle wheel, right? Hub and s- spokes. And at the center is some kind of offering that will draw people. And then on the ends of the uh, spokes are all of your traffic sources. So that could be paid traffic or organic traffic. But there's got to be something to get them there. Something that's um, a little a little easier of an ask than, um, you know, hey, um, go to my page and buy my shit. It's mm-hmm. got to be something more along the lines of something that can help them, right? Because everybody's selfish. A blog post with a PDF download, you know. Okay. Um, Brian okay. Harris does this a lot. And the uh, the Backlinko guy, uh, Brian Dean, they do this a lot. And yeah, yeah. Neil Patel does this a lot. And Sumo Me people do this a lot. And it's like, you go read this epic blog post. And, oh, you know, one more thing. We made this amazing spreadsheet or this amazing checklist or this PDF or this, you know, whatever, infographic video as a resource to go along with this. It's a takeaway. And then... You know, your Facebook ad would advertise the business value of whatever that is, that article is, and that lead magnet is. So that's the principle. So driving traffic to that mini product, if you will, that's free, you know, mm-hmm. and people are a lot more likely to click on that than they are to just click on an ad that says, come to Mastermind Jam to get in a mastermind group. While I might also run ads like that because, you know, uh, especially like in a retargeting sense, somebody who's been to the page, decide to put off the purchase or whatever, it'd be nice for them to see an ad like that to nag them to come back. You can do a lot better targeted segmenting in Facebook, um, I'm finding, that can point to targeted articles that give value like this. So anyway, I've been, I've just been scratching my head trying to come up with, you know, two or three really great lead magnets to start with. And I've got a list of 12 of them here, but I'm trying to like prioritize it. Um, and then, so it was like a blog post and then I was summarizing the blog post and like an easy to follow checklist and made a PDF of that. And it was just like boring me to tears. I'm like, I know all this shit, right? I don't want to read this again. <laughs> I don't want to let alone write it and put it out there, but it's a no, second time. Yeah. It's just like, you got to keep reminding yourself, you know, your target audience may not knows, know this thing. And this thing might be the aha that, that makes them trust you a bit more might get yeah. them off the fence to giving you their credit card. Um, and, and that's really important to remember, but it's, it's hard, you know? So, um, Brian Castle does this for us for uh for podcast motor they they write blog posts for us and uh and do a a lead magnet that's custom for every article yeah cool and it's yeah it's great it's great i mean we see for each article a handful of email opt-ins so you know assuming that those convert on some sort of level for the course or into customers for the service, it's worth it. So yeah, I think it's a great it's a great idea. Are you using Thrive Leads yes. to deliver these? Yeah. yeah, fantastic. He has his own plugin now for it. Um, if you're not using Thrive Leads, um, contentupgrades.io, but uh, I think it does about the same thing. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, and the goal is, it's a pretty honest goal, right? As long as you have the honest intention of adding value you know, to the, to the customer adding value to the person on the other end, remembering that they're humans that came there, don't waste their time, give them something they can take away and use. Um, and that lead magnet should be in the mindset of here's how to help you use everything I just talked about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you go from there, then it, it should just work out if you've targeted the right, you know, keywords and, and you know, your audience well enough that, you know, their pain points. Um, that's the theory, right? But then at the end of the day, it's it's just work. You, you just got to put in the work, do the effort, put something out there, uh, measure, enhance, repeat. Yeah, shit, yeah, man. I mean, it's. Um, I think you know we're both at an interesting point in our businesses where it it's not the the new and shiny and sexy part anymore. It's it's kind of the the drudging and and iterating and figuring stuff out. Yeah. That that's hard work at this point too, right? The easy work we've done. You know, we've gotten the things that are easy to optimize down. Now it's, you know, wow, I got to do this thing, and this is probably going to be pretty tough. Yeah. Yep. And not always fun. No, yeah, and it's it's like it requires a certain kind of headspace. You got to get in this kind of um, flow state where it's just mm -hmm. like you can you can crank these things out and you can write with you know a certain amount of flow it doesn't feel like you know cramming a homework assignment in before the before it's due it's it's actually like you're writing from a place of inspiration and creativity um uh, instead of a place of your backs against a deadline yeah um that's tough to do when you you know where you're at in in a place where you and i are and so many of our listeners are where you know, they got the family and, you know, the wife's waiting for dinner and, you know, your kids need help with homework or, you know, you're, you know, it's five in the morning and you got to get to your day job or, you know, whatever it is, you know, wherever you're squeezing these hours and it's, it always feels like it's never enough. Yeah, man, I hear you. I, uh, I, I can't imagine the difference of having that headspace. I think it has to be the, it'll be the biggest difference of not having a day job is just not having conflicting sets of priorities. Even if I work the same amount or more time, I think that I'll just be so focused on what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and how I'm doing it and the, the, the sort of mental space that I take up in doing all these things. Um, you know, you have to be better at it and, and it'll get more accomplished per hour spent and all this kind of stuff, I think. And I'm sure there's there's sort of loss of efficiency in some ways, but I think just the, the mental ease has got to be increased so much. Yeah. Aside from, you know, the fact that you're fucking broken. All the yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there's the crushing anxiety, right? Of, oh my God, if I fuck this up, I, how is my family going to eat? Right. Yeah. But, uh, in some ways I've always found in my life that those moments have that kind of, that kind of stress drives me. I, I don't, I'm not usually paralyzed by that kind of stress. Um, the things that paralyze me are when I see a task list and I realize that in the time that I have available in the foreseeable future, I have no way of completing even, a, you know, a segment of that task task list. And it's like, so what am I doing right now for this 30 minutes I have in front of me? Well, what mm -hmm. does it fucking matter? Right. It's just really mm -hmm. easy to go in this zone of just like, ah, fuck it. You know, life sucks and, ah, and kick a rock down the road. And in reality, if you just, 
do something, move the ball forward, do something, move the ball forward. Yeah. You're never going to finish the task list, but guess what? That's life. There will always be tasks to do, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I've had this, uh, the same thing with email lately. So we get, you know, we get email questions very few. I shouldn't say very few. I only had one customer just come to the website and sign up for podcast motor. Everyone else sends me a question. Hey, what about a this? Or, hey, what about a that? Or, can I get a call on this and that? Which is, I mean, for $700 a month, that's totally fair, right? Right. But the amount of email uh, that I get for for potential customers or new customers they're getting set up uh, for a while was, was really daunting. And I've offloaded some of it at this point. But I got to the same point where I would just look at my inbox and say, like, Oh, fuck me. I don't even want, I don't even want to look at, it. I don't even want to go to that tab Yeah, I don't want to, in, in yeah, Chrome yeah. or open, open that app on my phone. Um, and I would, I would, I would actually just not look at it and, and like, it's not, like, it's going to go away or something. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it came to bite us in the ass a little bit. We kind of, you know, we, we didn't deliver what a customer thought we should. And that really kind of chapped my ass. Um, and so we're changing some things, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's real. Like you can get to the point where the overwhelm, whether it's the time or the amount of stuff to do or the, the to-do list to where you just want to ignore it and then it's going to boil up and to be a real problem at yeah. some point. Um, so I think dealing with that and keeping your your bandwidth at a manageable level is important. And I don't know, and it, I think it can apply to almost any part of your business. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I had a rare, really great night of sleep last night. It's been a while since that Good happened. for you, man. I got five hours last night. It's been a long time since I stayed up to one o'clock. Oh. It was awesome. <laughs> had, a, had a coffee at like four and another one at like seven. Yeah. And I was just like, well, fuck it. And I, I ain't going to sleep anytime soon, so uh, I might as well knock some through. stuff out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just had, you know, almost get seven and a half hours of sleep, which is like, to me, that's uh, nearly double what I normally get. Oh wow! I have we, my wife and I got Fitbits for each other for Christmas, and so I can I actually have evidence that I have really shitty health and a really shitty lifestyle. But anyway, um, yeah, so I got a great night's sleep. I woke up this morning and I was standing in the shower, and it's like everything was so clear clear to me. Right? <laughs> you ever have one of those moments where you're just like, I see the path, I see the path forward. I, you know, boom, boom, boom. I can do this. I can do this. And I can do this. I got out of the shower. I turned on the voice dictation app and I just started rattling off ideas. So I wouldn't lose it before I got to the computer, you know? Right. Yeah. Cause I knew as soon as I got to the computer and then the, like the day job email started hitting me and the phone started ringing and you just get beaten down by life. And like, you just feel like, you know, none of that's approachable anymore. It's really, it's really kind of, that's the struggle, right. Of balancing the micro with the macro. You know, you, yeah, you got to answer the customer support email and you got to fix that bug or take care of that issue. You got to fix that billing issue error or go into Stripe and kick off an invoice when it gets stuck or, you know, whatever. But on the other hand, you got to step back and see the path forward in your business of how you get to the next level, whatever that level is. And uh, it's that other thing that, you know, the stepping back, seeing the forest for the trees takes a different headspace. It takes a more inspired, more creative, more free headspace that's really tough to attain you know when you're when you're you feel crushed by the other little shit yeah yeah <clears throat> so i took a pretty big step in my uh journey towards free headspace today yes and yeah. uh, boy, where's the drum roll sound effect 
<laughs> no, it was uh, yeah. So I, I I started the process of giving notice at work, and I say starting the process because I, I I I'm just not going to give two weeks notice, and we we talked about this before, but um, you know, I had the the first sort of conversation with my boss today about you know, hey, this is just not not going to be doing this forever. We need to talk about transition plan and all this kind of stuff, and um. It was interesting. One, the conversation went great, which I was very anxious about it. Um, it, it he's a very nice guy, so I, I don't worry that it's going to be awkward or anything. Um, and, and timing-wise, I think you know my last day will be around microconf, give or take a few weeks, um, <clears throat> one way or the other, which is which is awesome. So so that's cool. Um, but but the thing that surprised me the most is I instantly went from like the last couple of weeks have been kind of this perilous, like drifting, uh, you know, it's an arbitrary thing that the end of my job is coming at some point, all this kind of stuff to like, it's, you know, eight weeks away or two, three weeks away or 10 weeks away or whatever. I got to get all of this stuff that's been like kind of building and kind of getting ready and kind of to the point where it's going to really be a business and, and an asset to like, the money's got to be coming in the door soon. Yeah. Um, and, and it was cool to just see, and I didn't anticipate it at all, just that, that shift in focus and perspective and like 80, 20 and everything. Right. So just like get the course out there and sell it, iterate it from there, uh, raise prices on some existing podcast motor cu- uh, customers. Cause they're just not paying enough for the work that we're doing now. Yeah. Um, you know, all, all these sorts of things. Um, and I think it's because you see the light at the end of the tunnel, or I see the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit to say like, okay, I'm going to have the time to do this really soon. I can get through the next however long period of time uh, with kind of pulling d- real double duty, but I got to start ramping up shit to to get to that point. Because I know like the, the, the place you're in, the place I had been in the last few weeks is like, I'm just doing all this work and I don't in the back of my head, I don't really know why. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and now I better fucking figure out why. <laughs> Cause that's, that's, that's all there is. Yeah. You drew the line in the sand now. It's, uh, yeah. You know, it the, was an interesting experience. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I remember quitting a day job years ago and knowing that, I didn't have a job lined up. I just wanted to quit this fucking job, right? And um, things were just so bad at this firm I was with. And I figured, I'll figure it out on the other side. You know, it was back in those awesome days where just me, right? There's no family. It's me yeah. and, and rent. I didn't even have a car then. I sold my car. I, you know, take the train everywhere in Chicago. And uh, I, I just figured, I'll find some freelance clients. I know a lot of friends that do that. And it'll be great. <laughs> And then now I can't even, I can't even fully relive how that felt. Like it was stressful at the time. Like everybody, you know, I would take a long lunch hour and I come back and everybody's like, Oh, where'd you interview? I was like, I didn't, I didn't interview. I just was sitting at the Billy goat tavern downtown having a beer. <laughs> I took a three hour yeah. lunch because I'm on my four weeks notice, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's Miller time yeah. right now. And you know, today I can't, uh, you know, while, you know, I remember it being stressful. I can't imagine how much more stressful it would be with a family, you know, um, those kinds of things. So, yeah, I can't imagine where you are right, right now, man. 
I can empathize yeah, you just know, a little we, bit. We had a we had a really introspective time late last week and over the weekend. Um and really just kind of went through like the the exercise of like what is the absolute worst thing that could happen, right? Yeah. Um turns out it's really not bad, right? The worst thing that could happen is we'll blow through some savings, spend six months in Europe, and have to come back and get a job that's probably not nearly as good as my job now. I'm cool with that, you know? That's that's if nothing in my business does any good. Yeah. You know, if, if I know that we're almost there, then we'll burn through whatever we need to burn through if podcast motor blows up or travel sites blow up and anything else that I can do doesn't work, we're still fine. Right. Yeah. I'll still be able to get a job, provide for my family. We have enough money saved up to where it's just not a big deal. The, the, the only thing that we really worried about is like, are we okay sacrificing my earning potential by not working for a while? Yeah. And that's that's the thing that you really have to look at. It's like if you if you just quit your job, the next job you get is not going to be this good. No, because you're starting from the ground floor. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're okay with that, then eh. All right, for me, that's that's a that's a fair risk, right? Although, to you know, I kind of disagree though because you know, I think your next job, if you took a job, um, also. Showing the proof of you having started businesses and running businesses and where you left off at your last job, I think you're in line for a much bigger bump when you when if you come back to job land. Mm. I really think you could spin it in such a way where you're in a much more lucrative role with a much more lucrative upside. Um, so yeah, maybe you know, maybe I, I I really I really feel that way, but. Uh, because you're, you're, you know, roughly speaking, you're in sales right now, right? Oh, yeah. There's no roughly about it. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not like you're a coal miner, right? Right. <laughs> and, you're, and you're walking away from your pension or something like that. You're not, you know, a teacher walking away from your pension. Um, it's a, you know, you weren't putting cars together for GM in Flint, Michigan. You were, you're, you're in sales. I, I got to think sales is never going to go out of style. Those jobs aren't going to dry up. And um, with your experience all around, I think you're in line for a much bigger, you know, like a VP of sales position or something like that. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> so, I, you know, I wouldn't worry about that as much. Um, but, you know, it's always a stress. But, I, I you know, the, the downside is to me having, you know, open up the job listings and say, fuck, I got to polish up my resume. Because <laughs> that sense of personal defeat, I think, would be pretty substantial. Oh, it would be crushing. Yeah, yeah. no doubt, yeah. no doubt. Um, but but I think it's 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 tempered by you know two kids and a wife that need me to provide, yeah. and so like you just swallow your pride and go make it happen. Oh yeah. If it's on your own, that's great, and so we can do the things we want to do. If I can't make it happen, then that sucks. It would be the first time I've not made something happen. So, so I don't think that's going to be the case, but, um, I think you're where I'm at where, you know, if push comes to shove, you would even take a shift to McDonald's. If, if, if you had to support your family, you'd do whatever it oh, takes, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, um, so that's the way I look at it. I'm very kind of, uh, pragmatic in that way. It's just like, you know, I'll do what it takes the money. We'll get the money somehow. Yeah. Um, 
there's just an easy way and a hard way to get the money, right? There's one right. way that sacrifices your pride and your, <laughs> and your self Give them blowjobs on the corner or <laughs> running an online business. Yeah. yeah. Just depends on how dimly lit the room is, where the, right. where the pole is, <laughs> how good the music is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, so that's right cool. That's a end. great milestone for you. Going, walking in the boss's office and uh, dropping off the Jerry Maguire letter. So, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was, I was very nervous, but I'm at this point I'm glad. So, cool, man. Well, um, so let's talk about podcast motor. Any yeah. updates? Um, yeah. So, what you know, the biggest update in terms of like things I'm learning is that uh, you know. Brian and Jordan talked about this on Bootstrap Web a couple weeks ago is uh, they both had run into sort of like top of the funnel problems where they get people in, they do a sales call, they qualify and they send a proposal and maybe they sign up or whatever. And then it gets to onboarding them. And, and for us, onboarding a customer typically means setting up a new show for them, which you know from setting up this show is is not like slap an interview onto some music and call it a day it's like what does the intro sound like and do you do it yourself or do you get some hot little british chick to do it or or whatever <laughs> but 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 yeah. and you and i are, are sort of savvy right but most of the people that come to us have no idea what they're talking about so it's that conversation for every customer yeah and and it, and then it's that conversation in pre-sale typically and they sign up and then you have to do that work and get those voiceovers done and they might suck or they might be great, but the customer thinks they suck and then the music sucks and the music isn't like what they wanted. And it's all totally fair, right? But because it's I was all the subjective. One, it's all 100% subjective. 100% subjective. We, yeah. And we do things like tell me something that you like or tell me some music you like or tell me an example of things that you, that you want to go after you don't want to go after. Yeah. Um, Anyways, the long and short of it is I've sort of separated the the pre-sales and the sales from the onboarding of new shows. And so uh, one of the guys on the team who's kind of like our lead editor now is doing all of the new show setup. And so like once a customer comes on, the initial email goes out back and forth at some point and say, hey – this is Eric. He is a stud editor. He is going to take care of setting up your first show. He may or may not be the one to do it on an ongoing basis. If you ever have sort of audio questions or quality needs or whatever, you can always email him. Uh, but to get your first show set up, he's going to be the one to take care of you. And um, it's going well so far. He's taking care of three customers that are coming on board. And I haven't done anything with it. And it's great because I have like 100% trust in him. That he'll that he'll do it right. Um, so that's been huge, so that I can I can focus on just keeping my inbox clean of things that I have responsibility for with either like pre-sale customers or people that are just coming on board but not to his point yet, or like existing customers that have questions that Becky can't handle with kind of the managing the day-to-day -day stuff. So that's a nice thing. Um, the next step would be getting somebody to do just manage some of my email 
I think, yeah. um, to, to just sort of field some of those questions. I would probably just share my inbox through like help scout or something. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I have someone in, in mind for that. It, it's probably a couple months away, but, but also I'll have some more time in a couple months. Yeah. Um, so, so I won't mind that, but, um, yeah, so that's been a big thing. I mean, it's going to be it's an increased cost, but if we can get more customers on board, then it'll be worth it. Um, because right now we have a hard time bringing on more than a couple customers a month because of just how involved the process is. Right. Um, and I guess the other thing I alluded to earlier is we are going to increase prices on some customers. Um, th- you know, some of our more legacy customers that came on right at the beginning, and now we're providing really a lot more for them than we did at the very beginning. Um, and the fact is we just have to, to charge more, um, to make it as profitable a business as it needs to be. So, um, we're going to start sending those, I'm going to start sending those emails out this week to say, you know, Hey, yeah, it it will be kind of after they were just billed. Hey, your next bill is going to be whatever more, just giving you as much notice as I can. If you have any questions or want to hop on a call, please let me know. But we're doing it for this and this and this reason. Um, and the reasons are, you know, hey, I ha- I, we kind of need to do it um, to to provide kind of the quality and quality assurance measures that you've come to expect from us. And putting out a high quality product, we need to do it so that we can kind of keep our service at a level that you expect. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I think the reality is we're at or below the price of all of our competitors so we can afford to increase our price um, even just to get to parity. So it'll be an interesting thing. You know, I think increasing price on existing customers is a bit of a touchy thing. I haven't had any price objections when I've raised prices for prospective customers, which means we probably are still priced too low. Um <laughs> But it'll be an interesting thing. I, I'm not anxious about it, but it'll be a touchy thing with with some of our customers. So, but it'll be nice. I mean, the, all that money will go, hopefully, to the bottom line. Yeah. Um. So, and then I, you know, longer term thinking about, and we've talked about this a little bit before. What is like, you know, we have 35 customers right now. What does 80 customers look like? Um, and just thinking, kind of in the back of my head about like. How do you how do you manage that? You know, I mean, how do you manage that much work? Um, and I think we're doing good, right? You know, Trello and Slack and Dropbox is doing us pretty good. I don't know that it needs to get like a ton more complicated. Um, I think we need to start setting some more clear expectations with customers in terms of like communication and workflow. Um. But but there's nothing out there right now. We can't say, hey, this is our Trello board or, hey, this is our Slack channel. Or, um, Brecht and Scott were talking about like a customer portal a lot, you know, before they shut down their show. I, I, I am, I'm thinking some sort of customer portal uh, or form or something like that is um, is almost needed for us in the near future. What would the customers do in this portal? You know, I think they would just come in and say, okay, this is episode 47. Um, here's the title. Are the shows and are the episodes in Dropbox? Yes. When would you like it published? This date. Uh, are there any assets like an image or a document talking about show notes or anything like that? Yes, here they are. Um, and then just spit that thing into Trello. 
Yeah, like a front end for the process. Mm-hmm. So, so would they give you their show in this fashion, or would it? Because you, they Dropbox it to you right now, right? They Dropbox it, and I think it has to stay in Dropbox. I mean, yeah. I've played around with some form solutions before for this, and they just don't. They either don't work, or they're very expensive. Yeah. Um, you, just the amount of data we can put into Dropbox is amazing, um, and these are huge files. Yeah, but it, it really is just that we have our customer communication is really disparate. I mean, it's have some people customers that are in Slack channels I'm in, and they just message me about stuff. Some people are in Trello boards that they've included me in, and then like Becky is not in that, and then so I have to kind of copy that, and then some is email to me and not to her, and so I, we just have to at some point kind of draw a line in the sand and say, hey, I know this is how you wanted to do it, but for us, this is just how we need to do it. Um, yeah. And that's cool, I think. I don't know. We'll see. I think that's fair. It's like, you know, I <laughs> we can't log on to 80 customers' Trello boards all day, logging in and out all day. That's just nuts. Yeah. We can't log in and out to everybody's Dropbox folders. And, and uh, well, that's a little different, though. But <laughs> No, that's fine. I mean, we yeah. have one master Dropbox account that I'll give anyone access to because it only has podcast stuff in it. Yeah. And then all of our customers stuff is in there and then all of our editors keep their files in there. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just the, the input of new episodes and some of some customers are just like, they throw the episode in Dropbox and we go for it. Yeah. And so that's easy, but it's the ones that have, and I totally respect them having input cause I probably would too. You know, I want the show to be titled this and at minute 32 cut out that and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but, not and it's our fault for not having a process for it and i always marvel at hearing brian talk about how they have a process for everything and we just don't because i'm a rookie but um that's the next step is to to scale sort of efficiently with the team we have or, or with easily adding more team members we have to have that part because the the production line is smooth as silk it's the input that's yeah needs some work yeah, the process feels like it's unnecessary and overly fastidious, right? It's like, I, who has time for that? And it's we're just getting through it. But I, I think that's your biggest barrier to scaling into, um, or for, you know, you haven't really had to deal with this a lot, but employee turnover. Or, you know, how do you train the next guy that comes on? If you're going to get to 40 shows or 50 shows, do you have to hire more employees? Do you have to hire, you know appear to one of your existing employees how do you document the job that they currently do um these are all process kinds of things and it feels like busy work while you're doing it but when you go to hire that new guy and you and you you can train him based on these materials that's mm-hmm. when it, that's when it pays yeah. off yeah so yeah you know it's good i mean we we uh we are bringing on another editor right now and maybe two and and it's not that every, anyone is so busy but we really need to be able to turn the audio around in like two days, right? To have the show note people have another two days to do it and give the show back to a customer in a week. That's, you know. Right. So we can't have someone have five episodes in the queue. Um, As much as some of them would like to have more work, it's just not feasible. Sometimes shit all happens at once. Yeah. Um, So we'd like to have it spread out for, for that reason too, is if we have turnover, I don't want the whole fucking thing to dissolve because one person does 50% of the work. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, 
but you know, it's cool. I mean, I think we're, we're learning some interesting things. Um, I think, I think the price we're at now and, and bringing our, our, some of our existing customers up a little bit will be, will be helpful in being able to provide some of those internal solutions to, to streamline things. So cool. Yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. So, and, and I guess the other, other update is, uh, the course email series is going to launch probably Thursday. Um, so I have put the finishing touches on it last night and have to tweak the landing page a little bit. Not that the landing page is going to get publicized right away, but, um, pretty excited about that. I think that'll be, it'll be a neat thing to do and see the results of and tweak long-term with, you know, things like Facebook ads and, uh, split testing and all these sorts of things that I haven't really done yet. Right. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I think it could be, it could be a really big product. So it'll be fun. Is that the Epic podcasting course that you're talking about? Or is this just an email mini course? No, yeah. So we, we have uh so uh, yeah, Epic Podcasting is gonna be our, our podcasting course and community and ongoing kind of education series. Uh we're gonna have both uh like a monthly webinar type thing with like a, a podcast I don't want to say a podcast guru, but somebody that has a, a unique perspective on an aspect of podcasting. Yeah. Um and then we're going to have like a weekly kind of hangouts with either me or one of our editors or something like that just to bounce ideas around. Um, and it might just be a, a, a Slack channel or something like that. Um, but we're, we're going to have a Facebook community too and all these video modules on you know how to podcast and how to set up, set up a feed and who your customers are, who your audience is and mic technique. And we're going to you know, talk about everything. It's going to be – it's cool because we have we have – an interesting perspective of like, yeah, 35 ways to do it and pick the best of this and this and this and put it all together. And it, it would be a really, it is a really good recipe. I mean, the, the people we tell, you know, Hey, you need to do it like this and like this and like this, they are having really successful shows. So it'll be cool to share that with some people. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. I am too. I think it'll be, uh, you know, it's interesting to put it all out there and really, push a, a sales sequence. Yeah. You know, our email sequence is like six emails long and it's, it's very helpful, I think in and of itself, but, but yeah, there's some pretty hard sales. Yeah. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be huge for you. Damn, man. You, you hear like Derek Halpern talk about like seven figure business that he, I mean, I got hit, I got an offer from him the other day for seven figure courses by Derek Halpern. Yeah. Seven figure course. He charges $3,000 for one of his courses. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. And then the, like I sat on a couple of his webinars for that campaign and just to hear the case studies of um, people who have been successful building these courses or to see the first version of his courses and how dorky they were. Yeah. I love that. Because I'm, you know, I recorded some video of myself doing just onboarding stuff for like Mastermind Jam and, and some, I was going to put a video on the, the landing page and, and things like that, explaining how the process works. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> it just looks so dorky. I couldn't bring myself to actually hit publish on those things. Right. But then I see his and I was like, well, shit, you know, his actually made real dollars. And, um, so it's, it's helpful to see where people start out and realize you can't compare you can't compare where you're at today with, you know, them further down the line. You know, you got to compare yourself today with when, 
you know, your, your hero or that guru when they first started, where they, you know, where they're at a similar place to you. Right. Right. Um, right. There's a similar campaign. Uh, there's been like three or four different campaigns. Um, I don't know how I get these sales pitches, but, uh, where people are pitching courses to teach you how to build courses and make money right. from courses. Like right. James, it's amazing. So better. Right? And yeah, there's, there's just been a lot, right? So <clears throat> and these things go in waves. I'm sure it's because it's just the new year and people are trying to kick off their revenue cycles. But, uh, um, it's really got me champing at the bit to get in, get in on the game. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, uh, we talked about it a little bit last week, I think, but yeah, it's, if you have something good to deliver, I think it's a, it's a win for everybody. Right. And, and it's just a, a great and return on your investment of time. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got some, um, you know, the courses I've had in mind, I see them doing well in places like Udemy or teachable. Like I, I'm not imagining that they will do well. I see the evidence that other people have done well with those kind of courses. Um, <clears throat> so why can't I? Um, that's kind of where my head's at right now. The only thing holding me back right now is just time. I'm trying to focus on moving the ball forward. On you know, if you got an hour here or two hours here, you've just kind of moved the ball forward a little bit. <clears throat> but like for example, I was I was talking about today when I was taking a shower and just like I had a, like a flood of ideas and just energy of, about the direction um, I, I feel I can push this business forward into. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, here it is, you know, how late at night. And uh, I have only just written down those ideas, right? And I haven't actually taken action on any of them because there's just not enough hours in the day sometimes. But just that having clarity of mind to step back and say, wow, you know, if I built this course here's how that would tie into the, the business I currently have. And here's that, how I could drive traffic to that course and how that could be used to, 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 to offer this promotion. And, you know, you, you start to see these dominoes just lined up, right? <clears throat> yeah. If you just like take your head out of the computer for a little while and take your head out of your business for a while, you can just look up and see the road in front of you a little clearer once in a while. I need more moments like that. More, more moments of clarity. For me, you know, have you taken a uh, personal retreat or, or a, a day off or anything like that? Um, no. Uh, okay. Can we count the sick day I took last week? <laughs> You're shitting your brains out. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Ah, uh, yeah. No. Other than that, no. So no? my most recent one was um, microconf. Was really the last time I just got to have any time that was just focused on business right isn't that amazing yeah and here we are we're almost there again yeah so i've been thinking about these lead magnets i'm doing and a lot of people do checklists and pdfs and like i was talking about how i'm kind of bored to tears with it with some of it just the activity of it not not that i'm bored with offering this kind of value to customers i love i like i really like that what I'm bored with is just the um, the fact that it feels like busy work, right? Mm. I just want to get it out there and start promoting it, but yet you've got to you got to sit and make the product. And so I've been thinking a lot about: is this really the best way to add value for this base of customers? And so you know, I keep looking at like the free tools that you know HubSpot 
releases and different companies release as marketing tools. Right. And why couldn't I have like ancillary add on tools that I, you know, I can market separately, but there's you know, like free tools that people can use. Uh, some of them fun, some of them actually business oriented that I can use to help drive traffic. So I, my mind's been wandering in that way. Those are, those are the shiny objects I'm looking at right now. It's still really related to driving traffic to the business, but it's trying to find a different way to do it just to stand out in all the noise. Cause in the mastermind space, there's a ton of noise, tons. What, what kind of noise? I mean, what, what, well, just as an so, example, I, I have a, um, there's a, there's a service called notify, uh, notify.ly mm-hmm. and you put in your keyword and it will look on all the, you know, the big social media outlets for your keyword. And I did that because, well, to make a long story short, I was, I was featured on product hunt and I didn't know it. And so I, I was just determined that wasn't going to happen again. Right. So the moment I, my company name appears somewhere, I want to know. So while I was at it, I just put in another keyword. I just put in mastermind. So it's watching Twitter for mastermind and mastermind jam, but it also watches Instagram and you know, other places too. product mm-hmm. hunt, um, hacker news, Reddit. And I get about a thousand, there's about a thousand tweets go by, um, every hour with the word mastermind in it. Yeah. So notify, notify <laughs> the LY, um, integrates with your Slack room. So I have a Slack room for mastermind jam and there's Slack group. And, um, so I have a special channel just set aside for mentions. It's just a private channel that only I can see. And so I used to have notifications go off on my phone every time notify would pop a, a new tweet or, you know, copy me on a new tweet in there. And I eventually had to mute it. And so I, I now I'll just go in there and look every once in a while and do a search, uh, in that kind of aggregated data that I get in that feed just to see if there's anything worth like you know, retweeting or following up on or answering a question. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a yeah. lot of it is these people just advertising guru led masterminds or, Hey, I've got a spot open to my mastermind or, Hey, I'm, I'm going to start a six person mastermind. Here's a preview or, you know, it's just all of this stuff over and over again. And it could be anything from, um, yoga teachers to personal development and life coaches to, you know, personal trainers, physical therapists I've saw. I mean, it's just a lot of noise. Is there a way to, to, I don't know, automate some sort of message to go back to those people? I don't even know, but I mean, are they, are they posts you could reply to or are they social media posts that you can respond to or there's a lot of, um, like, like I'm scrolling through my Twitter feed right now. Let me pull up one here. Uh, okay. 15 invaluable laws of growth, virtual mastermind group act. Now, are you aspiring entrepreneur? Join fearless fabulous and free mastermind group for women entrepreneurs today. <laughs> and then they retweet, retweet and repost all these things over and over again. Um, yeah. virtual mastermind yeah. group with other like-minded forward focusing individual, you are worth the investment, you know, and then the link to their group. It's like, Oh my gosh. So That's I don't like, want to tweet out tough. more of that shit. Right? No. Uh-uh. And <laughs> I don't even know how to, dissect all that information that that firehose of information coming at me to just 
figure out which of those tweets are coming from people looking for a mastermind group or looking for like an online business related mastermind group and not a yoga teacher mastermind group or, you know what I, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, I, as you're going through my onboarding funnel, it becomes clear that maybe this isn't for, you know, aspiring women life coaches or, um, yeah, the, some of them get way out of the blue. Um, some of them are small business related. Some of them are online, small business related. Um, so anyway, I, I, it's it's tough to even imagine a way that I can make. Well, I, like let me t- let me read off the title of some of these lead magnets I've been working on, so I can bore you to sleep too. So here I just nice. got my list up. I'm not at all. This is good TV. <laughs> this is good radio, people. This is good radio. Yeah. So twelve questions to ask before agreeing to join a mastermind group. Right? Are you asleep yet? Yeah. Um, ten questions to ask. Um, ten questions to ask before joining joining a guru led mastermind. And I've got a question mark next to that, so I can tweak the wording a bit. Um, how to gauge ROI from, from your mastermind group. Um, Ten ways to get to ensure you get the most value from your peer-driven mastermind group. And then again, for I was going to do this again from guru-driven ones, you know, so you can get your money's worth from these mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. really expensive sometimes mastermind groups. Um, five crucial documents for every mastermind group, 10 reasons to quit your, your peer driven mastermind group. How do you know when your mastermind group is dead? You know, um, the scientifically proven perfect number of participants in the mastermind group. Um, if your guru mastermind group has more than X number of members, you're wasting your money. You know, these are like post titles and these checklists that you can go through to, you know, take action. And I'm just thinking to myself, would I click on any of these? Yeah. No, I hear you, man. And then so I'm trying to – I'm looking on Quora for people asking questions about mastermind groups, right? And that's where I got these titles because people did ask – are asking these questions like on Quora, um, some of them in um, Reddit. People are asking just really kind of what I consider to be like a really beginner question of like, how do I get into a mastermind group? Um, what do I do when, once I'm in one, how do we run it? You know, that kind of stuff. And me being as far along in, in this business as I am on, on one hand, I feel like maybe I'm just too involved with it every day that I don't understand that somehow people don't have this on the tip of their tongue. Um, but on the other hand, is my target audience that guy who knows nothing about mastermind groups or is it? Or is the target audience a person who already knows that they want to get in one and they just need a more um, solid, solidly formed mastermind group? You know what I mean? So these are all the kinds of questions that go through my head as I'm as I'm just trying to come up with lead magnets, which is the core of like what I feel is the core of the marketing message, right? If I don't have a good post for somebody to go to, and if that post doesn't actually add value, then what's the point? Yeah. Um, and if I'm also looking ahead and realizing I can't get a headline on this post to raise it above the den of everything else that's out there, then why even do that much? So, um, I'm keep, I keep plugging away because I feel that I could go into Cora and answer that guy and say, Hey, you know, look, you know, here, and I could just summarize for him. Here are the top three things you should do. Um, if you want to hear 10 more things you should do before you get into mastermind group, just click this link, go to this post. There's a free checklist. Um, 
but my my issue I'm having with that is I feel I I fear that that's a really long play, right? A- yeah, ans- no an- doubt. Answering Reddit threads and and <laughs> Hacker News, you know, threads and and on discuss.bootstrap.fm and and um you know the startups that stackoverflow.com and the places that entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs hang out they ask these questions great i might get one or two people to come over to the to the site um and of those two people maybe you'll get a purchase i don't know i need to find um ways to get higher rates of traffic so i've, I've been really looking for ways that i could either um either put a gate in front of the lead magnet that says hey you can have this for free just um, maybe recommend this article to, to a friend on Twitter, you know, like the pay with a tweet kind of idea. Um, so maybe one person downloading the PDF might get, you know, 10 more eyeballs on it. Um, the other thing I thought about was just offering tools like, you know, you and I in, in our private Slack, we, we kick around shiny objects all the time. And yeah. I, think, I think every anybody who's even got a, a small amount of entrepreneurship in their blood does this, right? You're looking around the world and you just see shit that yeah. you, could, you could, I could make a business out of that. And I, I thought it'd be hilarious to have a shiny object checker, you know, where you're just like, <laughs> do you think you have a shiny object on your hands? Here, uh, you know, let's take this quiz. And <laughs> we'll ask you like five questions, you know, like one of those dorky Facebook polls that tell you whether or not you're a, you know, a Gemini or a, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you walk through and it could just be type form embedded on, uh, uh, in a web page on mastermind jam where it just walks you through a questionnaire and, you know, is, does this idea look like a great idea? You know, is this an idea that it relates at all to your business? Is this an idea you can make money from? You know, those kinds of questions. And at the end of it, probably invariably, all of the answers lead to, it's a fucking shiny object. Stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's <laughs> maybe, a shitter. Yeah. And then maybe like an animated GIF that just like, you know, it derides the person that took the quiz and makes them laugh and they can get back to their life. But I think something like that might get some shares and some conversation going and might get hundred people or, you know, 500 people to come take a look at my, my site that day instead yeah. of three, you know? So I'm looking for, you know, I've only got a time. I've only sort got, of viral. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Viral is yeah. a word, but yeah, something more almost clickbait worthy, you know, or it's like, yeah. And then like a, a questionnaire like that or a quiz, man, I can, I can totally advertise that on Facebook and I can totally advertise that on Twitter and I can promote the shit out of that Twitter post and I can, you know, tweet that out five times a day and I could put that in a LinkedIn group and it might get some chuckles and might get some eye rolls. Um, but whatever, at least people will remember, you know, at the end of it, it's, you know, you know, little letters, it says brought to you by mastermind jam. Um, things like that where at the end it could say, yeah, this is definitely a shiny object. You know, would you like, would you like to have a group of people that could, you know, give you this kind of advice on an ongoing basis, click here to get signed up in a mastermind group. There could be an actually compelling call to action there. So anyway, I've got a, I got a list of like tools like this. I'm, I'm thinking of, um, a smart goal checker where, you know, the, the smart acronym of S M A R T the, um, right. Right. <laughs> and now I'm spacing on what the S stands for. But anyway, S and then specific, yeah, specific. Thank you. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant and time bound um is my paraphrase i'm sure i messed one of those up but anyway it could just be a similar like one page tool that i can quickly set up in type form because i'm kind of a type form expert now and then i could just have them walk through this quiz and then give them an answer you know say hey 
you know, my business has these five goals, you know, is this a real goal or, or should I break this up into smaller tasks that need to get done? Um, give them real advice that they might actually get from a mastermind group. And I could relate it back to how this would be a discussion in a mastermind group where people could take your, you know, five top priorities and help you, you know, figure out which one should be the one I work on this week, you know? Um, anyway, I would say if you're, if you're going to get real serious about that kind of stuff, I would, um, I would really think about having something that people can buy when they get there aside from your service. If you're, if you're going to start putting out some of those viral things that really is going to jack traffic to your site, I would, I would try to take advantage of it with the course or uh, a specific email magnet yes. uh, or series for the people that land on that page or something. You'd really try and take advantage of that. Yes. So exactly. So following Neil Patel's outline, get them, that brings them to the site. That brings the eyeballs to the site. Yeah. Um, makes them receptive to your message. And at that point, depending on which kind of tool it is, you could either give them another offer where it said, Hey, in addition, here's a free PDF or a worksheet you can take with you that tells you blah, blah, blah. These steps, mm-hmm. these same steps to think through this on your own. Um, and just put in your email address here to get that PDF. They get on the email list and then they get a sequence of emails that are similar to that, that talk about those topics that they, that are relevant to what they did, that how they interacted with you. And then in there is a tripwire product, something lower priced to offer them. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a video course that, you know, say if I have a 10 video course, maybe I give them two or three of the videos for just a dollar or, you know, or share this with five friends and get, you know, three of the 10 videos to get a preview of this email course, a tripwire product to get them comfortable with transacting with you. I mean, that's what's happening. The point is you're adding value to them. They're getting value, but what's really going on is they're getting comfortable with you. Um, and then you're, you're greasing the skids where they're more likely to then buy your core offering. Yeah. Also some of these things, I, I really also want to develop, a follow on product, you know, the, do you want fries with that product? Um, <laughs> that's potentially, um, lower cost. That's an easy upsell during the checkout process of the mastermind group. Hey, you've already got the mastermind group. Wouldn't your mastermind group be a lot more, um, productive if you had this, you know, and then there's a sales letter or a video about it. Yes or no. Yes. Go ahead and add another $15 to my credit card today to buy X. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, no, you know, you, we've all been through those funnels, right? And maybe there's two or three stacked in a row at the end of the sales funnel. Um, and if you could get 30 or 40% of the people to opt into one or more of those follow on products, that's a great revenue source as well. So yeah, welcome to my shower brain. <laughs> that's what, that's what was flooding me today. It's like, it, I just felt like there was a clear path. Like, why am I wasting so much time on like a blog post, a PDF that, yeah, I could share it with a guy in, in Cora. Um, and maybe over the course of the next year, 10, 20, a hundred people will see that post. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That's, you know, that's valid. Um, that also helps some Google things as well too. Cause I can get some backlinks. Um, but that's a really much longer play. So in addition to that, I need to do, I, I need to find a way to do these other things as well um, to drive traffic in the short term, you know, cause like, you know, December, when I was looking at the charts, December was actually a really good month revenue wise because of the, 
because of the skewed numbers with the price increase around Christmas. But, mm-hmm. you know, January was like tumbleweeds, right? Oh, really? Yeah. And I had a purchase today, but really February is not off to a flying start either. So it's a real, real downturn in traffic right now because, frankly, I'm between word of, word of mouth references, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you we have seen just – uh, you know, a ton of organic, natural, and now some word of mouth, but on a bigger scale, uh, you know, customers coming to Podcast Motor. Yeah. And, and I think it's because we've invested, I'm, I'm finally sort of appreciating the Kool-Aid of content marketing. I mean, we have 40 or 50 blog posts up. Yeah. Um, and now they're really good because I'm not writing them anymore. But I mean, it really becomes a critical mass thing where you have enough of them and they're linked and they're interlinked and they're shared and all this kind of stuff. And then you start getting customers automatically mm-hmm. without doing anything. Yeah. Um, and you don't rely on word of mouth or you don't rely on going out there and, and hard selling people. Yeah. Uh, I think that's how you, that's where you have to get, uh, you, there's nothing wrong with outbound sales, but you have to get to, to inbound marketing Yeah. to really grow. So I guess I'm, I guess it feels like I'm trying to find some cures, some, you know, stunts that I could pull that would bring some eyeballs my way. Um, but I think I'm not looking for such a huge splash, right? I, I don't need one big win, but I'm hoping that I can release four or five different little things like that, that some total, you know, really drive traffic. And, and, and that's not to say to the exclusion of content marketing, but it's in addition to, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, you're right. Content marketing really drives the long term momentum of of the whole effort. So yeah, I got to I got to get better at that. I got uh, what six blog posts, and I've got several in the can. I've just never released. Um, but I just need to do that. I just need to get off my ass and say, guess what? They're not perfect. They got to go out the door. Release them. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta. I, I think. Well, like we were talking about before with the courses, you got to just put them out there. They suck. The nice thing about blog posts, go re- revise them. I mean, yeah, it's not that hard. Yep. So, so that's where I'm at with that. And it's uh, good stuff, man. So the sh- I kind of got really. Um, Justin Vincent calls it the madness, right? Where you're just like so excited about an idea, it just kind of feels good, and it like gives you. You caught the madness. It gives you some drive going forward, right? I, I caught the madness with this line of thinking, like. You know, a lot of these things I thought were shiny objects, I can really find a way to tie them back into the business, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, listeners are going to write in and tell me I'm rationalizing. And I might be. But I think I can, I can, um, you know, like the Justin Jackson uh, mega make, maker thing, I can probably do a few efforts like he's doing and tie them back to my core offering. They're not like a bunch of disparate little projects with different audiences. I can tie them into my audience if I do it right way, you know? So that's, that's kind of my, my objective. I I think you a hundred percent should, man. I mean, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. I mean, and we're, yeah. So specifically I've got last, last week I hinted about a, uh, a shiny object that I'm, I'm working on that. Yeah. Uh, you and I have been talking about it a lot. I'm kicking around domain names for it. Um, so I'm not going to really talk about it directly on this show until I 
get a domain name and a landing page up. <laughs> so chicken shit. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be cagey about it. Um, so just this week, one more week. I I just need a couple more days <laughs> to research. Uh, a couple domain names. I thought I had one today, and then I realized that just by adding an S onto one of the words, um, if somebody were to mistype the address, they go to a really dark place on the internet. (laughs) 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 So there's that. And then there was... (laughs) So? Yeah. So, anyway... (laughs) So that just all that means is I bought a couple domain names today that are probably just going to go to waste, but uh, that's okay. Twenty dollars down the down the drain. Twenty dollars next year too, man. What do you mean? That'll be twenty dollars next year. Oh no, I'm not going to keep renewing them. No, 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 no. I only renew the well. I try to only renew the ones that I, I'm going to use. We know that doesn't actually happen. Yeah. But uh, speaking of that, didn't I try to transfer a domain name to you and you're just like sitting on it? Let's oh, go did it that. not? Uh... No, you've never followed up. You didn't click the link in the email or something like that. Uh, that's I, I, not true. I think it, I did. It's in the list of shit I still own. So oh, okay. take it. Do it. So what else is what else is news right now? Man, I Man. really want to talk about this side project. Nah, I, next week, I promise. One more week. Give it. I know I said that last week. One more week. I'm ready, man. Give Let's us do one it. One fucking more week. I want to talk about something. I I, uh, I spent like an hour today going through. Uh, did you? Are you on Noah Kagan's email list? I am. Yes. So he sent out this. What is it? Uh, every tool I use to run a seven plus figure business. <laughs> we we could do a whole show on this maybe next week, but yeah. Um, it's it's hardware, iPhone apps, uh. Chrome extensions, services. Um, it's great. Yeah, that came it's in great. Today. I spent like an hour on it that today, uh, just sort of like getting some ideas of stuff. But And, you know, the nice thing is like you hear enough stuff multiple times and you're like, all right, that's legit. I can do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Did he have a uh, – I know it was in the email list. Is there a web – page version of that we can link up in our show notes you know i don't know let me while you're looking that up we're gonna pause and let all of our listeners go tweet out that you love our show <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait don't, just go over your computer we'll, we'll just we'll be here there we'll, you go let there just be some awkward silence in there okay you're back all right, we're back. <laughs> All right, you got that tweet sent, audience? Oh, <laughs> uh, we know we get some great feedback uh, from people about you know how much they love the show and and relate to everything we're doing. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome to see. Yeah, so uh, I do have a. It's on his blog. So uh, if you just go to okdork.com, it's the February second blog post. Um, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, we got a question, or a, not a question, a comment from, what's his last name? Ray, on our on our blog. Ray, I can't find your last name. Ray Smith. That is a crazy last name. Ray, I can't find your last name. Yeah. Raymond Smith gave us a good shout out on, on the episode, uh, in the notes for episode 34. So we appreciate that, Ray. 
we see you out there in listener land. It's like romper room, right? You got the, the magic magic mirror you look through. We see Ray. Raymond Smith, go over to iTunes. Here's what you do. You go to iTunes. Oh, goodness. There's even a link. I think there's even a handy link at the bottom of every episode. Give us a review. Well, we're putting out good shit, man, so I'm good with it. Yeah, I totally did the clickbait on the title. I think every um, show title has to have the word hookers in it. Yes. Because the downloads were pretty cool, and that was pretty off the charts. So, uh... (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, That is awesome. Cool, right, man. man. All right. Well, I'm. Uh, I got. I got to hammer some stuff out here before. Uh, before the day's done. All right, man. All right, man. We'll have a good one. I'll. Uh, I'll let you later on. All right. Take care. All right. See you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Nights and Weekends podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. To stay up to date and learn more about balancing your family and your startup, visit www.nightsandweekendspodcast.com. We'll catch you next time.